0: This is a Spaghetti Podcast where we talk about somebody
1: touching my spaghetti.
2: <laughs> I wasn't ready for this. There's a reason why I, th- I literally never eat spaghetti.
1: <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. That's eat why. Because Jeffrey?
2: Well, because Jeffrey. That's not true.
1: Wow, Jeffrey.
2: Why does he eat spaghetti? Because he touches the spaghetti. No, you, you <laughs> okay. touching my
1: spaghetti?
3: I okay. I haven't had spaghetti. If I'd known, I would have, have had it recently.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Make Believe Heroes an Actual Play Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. Spaghetti. What? <laughs> I, I am your dungeon really master. You got me. <laughs> uh, my name is Paul, and I'm joined tonight by four friends of mine.
2: Hey, guys. This is Jeremy, and I play Sut I'm Judge Judy. No, you're not. <laughs>
0: I'm Jeffrey, and I play Sir Vance off the wall.
3: And I'm Judge Joe Brown. That was <laughs> I was one of the judges, right, on TV. You can be Judge mm-hmm. Mathis. My name is Alan, and I play
4: Char.
1: I'm Felicia, and I play <laughs> Miss.
4: <laughs> uh Thank you for tuning in for sticking with us through the whole spaghetti business. Uh, you know, we appreciate it. We really do. It's not over. Um, I, <laughs> it's, it's never <laughs> over. Uh, we're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons tonight. It's about time. Yeah, I know. It's been a while, hasn't it? Um, it's been a few weeks for us. I'm excited to get into some D&D. Uh, but before we do, a couple things need to take care of up front. One of those things is Patreon. We have a Patreon account. You can go there and support us if you love our show. We got some new patrons recently. And uh, if you support us on Patreon, of course, even at the $1 tier, we're going to give you a big shout out for supporting us and for loving us. Uh, Just like one of our newest patrons, Jack Pollen.
0: Woo! What up?
4: Jack, thank you so much for putting your hard-earned cash toward our show. Uh, Jack is actually a Make-Believe Champions Patron. Looking forward to playing some D with you. Amazing. Nice. Mm. If you want to get in on some of that, you know, some of that sweet D with us or, you know, early release on Fridays, special bonus episodes that we put out, all kinds of cool material, go to patreon.com and check that out. Another way that you can help us is by spreading the news and the love for our show. And one of the easiest ways to do that is by going on to iTunes or wherever podcast reviews are accepted and leaving us a five star review. Five stars, just like Gemma six zero 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 zero.
1: That's th- a lot of zeros.
0: I think That's it's Gemma sixty million.
4: I think it's. I think it is. You're <laughs> right. Well done.
0: Is
3: that over nine thousand? It is. It is over nine thousand. And this
4: Nani? review is entitled "I Love It" with three red hearts and five stars. In the beginning of the year, I got into D D. Then one day, my brother introduced this podcast to me. I have laughed and cried and have enjoyed every single minute of it. And I've loved every character, even Larrick. I'm just, she didn't say that. What? What? I said that. She just said every character. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you guys do this. 100 out of 10 recommended. Oh, wow. Wow. P.S. to Jeffrey. I friggin' love The Howler.
0: (laughs) Yes, I love The Howler, too. Gemma, 60 million.
4: I do, too. Gemma, 60 million. Thank you for the review, Thank you for listening, for supporting our show. Now, it's time for some Dungeons & Dragons. What's that? (laughs) I'm going to roll this giant blue D20 so we can play Dungeons & Dragons. Please, God. (laughs) Okay, very middle of the road. It is a 10. You should do that more often. 10. A 10. So, what happened last time on Make Believe Heroes?
0: Nothing happened
4: absolutely nothing actually that's not true some stuff did happen last time you were all facing against this undead or dead version of dufon Rey, the king of the melting circle he had been possessed by the power the mind of this forsaken beast this headless dragon had taken over his mind and began to speak to all of those there in the room at the bottom of the blade of stone It spoke to Vance, claiming that it was once a part of the shapeless Demvarga. Vance, in desperation as this creature threatened to destroy him or take over him, something to that effect, prayed to Pelor for help. And out of that desperate prayer came an answer from his god, Palor blessed Vance with a Sanctuary spell, which reacted to the evil darkness coming off of this creature. And then, boom, everyone in the room was released from the hold that they were under. And they all attacked at once, and you guys did 139 damage to this guy in one fell swoop.
1: Amazing. That's a lot of damage!
4: There were three nat 20s on the table. It was incredible. You guys cut him down easy. The darkness was dispelled. But the danger still lurks, just out of view. The party gathered themselves, found somewhere deeper within the Blade of Stone to get a little bit of rest, while Char trained, practiced with Rowan to wield his elemental power to open a portal, taking them to the Quaking Circle. Everyone gathered their wits, got some rest, and prepared for the journey lying ahead. The episode ended as Char opened a portal, and you all stepped through. Char. Mhm. What 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 happened? <laughs> I need you to roll me a d20. Good lord. Wait,
0: can this be like one of those moments in like in the video games and it says and it says all this stuff about the story and then it's like do you want me to repeat myself?
4: <laughs> but I'm not going to do that though.
0: Do it, Paul.
3: Uh, I'm not going to do that. I would say that the the d20, if I had to guess which Which uh, face was upward, it would be Mm. a 14. A 14? That's if I had to guess, but I don't have to guess, and I know that it's actually a 14.
4: Oh, it is a 14. Okay, that's a 14. (laughs) So what you're saying is that you got a 14. But
0: are you sure that if you didn't know that you would guess a 14?
4: But the question is, is it a 14? (laughs) With a 14, you've opened the portal, and you have all stepped through. There is a moment, sensation, that you can all feel of intense heat. Everyone's able to sort of take it in stride, a couple of you, because you were once devils of the burning circle. Vance, because of your connection with Howler, you're also able to sort of deal, you know and char because this is your house you know what i'm saying This is my house there is a an intense heat and it feels like a great wind blowing across your body you're not falling it's like you're moving forward you're in fact you're stepping forward still just walking it's like you're walking through this space between spaces that is utter darkness but filled with intense heat and then all at once you all step out into open air and fall
1: that's not good. I fell. Can I like
0: run it run no. in place for a
4: moment and then fall? Can I uncanny dodge to not fall? <laughs> <laughs> no, you all fall, but you don't fall far. The ground is quickly rushing up towards you, but you're only about ten feet up, and uh, when you land, you slide down across this loose dirt. You're all sort of still getting your bearings. You're adjusting to the, the light out here, and you're sliding down some sort of large hill, and the, the terrain beneath you is, like, shifting and moving underneath your feet as you're rolling and sliding. And uh, as you sort of gather your bearings, you realize that this is sand. Quick sand. Oh, nice. Quick sand, and you're all dead. No, it's just sand. Did it melt? It didn't. Is it
2: turning to glass? can i do a, a dexterity check to surf down it yeah go ahead give me a dex dex check
1: surf it bro
2: you
4: can even call it acrobatics it's a 16 on the dice ooh plus 6 it's a 22 my boy i'm starting out strong you're teen wolfing your way down this uh this sandbank teen wolfing uh, i don't know what that means yeah teen wolf i don't get it
3: uh, i know it's a show but i don't know what no, I never <laughs> saw the
4: stupid show. It's based, It's a movie. It's an old movie with Michael J. Fox. i never. He gets
1: up on the car, don't he?
4: He's teen wolf. Yes. Does he? Surf? Thank you, Felicia. Wait. Thank you.
1: He gets up on the car. He gets up him. on
4: top of the car as a werewolf boy, and like surfs on top of the van while they're driving down the road.
0: Do you think this is one of those scenes that Walker would have as his profile picture?
4: <laughs> I hope so. So Saul is teen wolfing his way down the sandbank. Uh, the rest of you uh, sort of roll. You come to a stop, uh, get up, dusting yourselves off. You look around. You're not in the melting circle.
1: So we're all at the bottom?
4: Yeah, everyone's at the bottom.
1: Char, where in the nine hills
3: are we? Uh, it's supposed to be in the melting circle, but
4: I don't. I, again, this is my first time
3: doing this. Besides that one time,
4: that one didn't count. Rowan stands up, brushing the sand off of his clothes irritably. Uh, well actually it seems that perhaps uh char you did manage to get us to the quaking circle perhaps you uh overshot it a bit uh well yeah happy accident you know seems this is where we were trying to get it, correct saw lots of cigar mm. this is clearly
2: the quaking circle see good job Char, it's about time you did something right.
3: Thank you. i also light a cigar on my fire here, <laughs> <laughs> But then I just eat it. <laughs> oh, of
4: course. Of course. It starts burning and just completely Smoke's burning the whole thing. Smoke's coming out of your ears. Yes.
5: Uh, so this <sighs> is the Quaking Circle. Yes, you're correct. But I've never seen this part of it. Isn't it usually more solid?
2: Are we in a place that Saul's been? Is this like
4: the line? No. So roll me, a, roll me a perception check.
2: That's only a six on the dice, and
4: I don't think Saul's perception is very good. No, I don't think it is either. This does not seem familiar to you. Your time in the uh, the Quaking Circle was spent in areas sort of like what the Howler just described, like cracked earth, dry, hardened earth, sort of the, you know, the battling line from your war days this must be much deeper into the quaking circle far farther from the uh, from the forsaken from the center of the nine hills
2: marie any insights i don't recognize this place
4: i could be wrong but i believe this might be the dunes of the quaking circle this is not a place where people often visit It's. Quite inhospitable. There are terrible, terrible, deadly creatures that roam this area. From what I know, there are no entrances to the Quaking Circle from the dunes, at least not from the outside. And we are probably in great danger. But uh, give me a moment and I'll see. And she uh, takes flight, flying high up into the sky above you all to where she can see far in the distance. Uh, after a moment, she comes back down. Ah, yes, we are very, very, very far indeed from uh, the entrance of the Quaking Circle. I expect it would take us a long time to reach. Uh, the only gate that I know is acceptable for visitors. Not that they would open it for us anyway. Probably we're going to die here, so that's that's good. And, you know, this is this is all grand. Well, that's... Very optimistic of you.
2: He uh, looks at Misk. Misk, do you have a boat? Just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) Rip. Wolfs me. He uh, turns to Misk and the rest of them. Mm -hmm. Well, anyone have any information before we pick a direction and struggle to our deaths?
3: I think there's a lot of sand here. (laughs) Thank you, Chor. (laughs) And if you heat up sand, you get glass...
4: Char, I would like to reiterate, if I could, that I hate you.
3: And if you have glass, you can see.
5: Please, Char <laughs> spare us your foolishness.
3: I'm just trying to help.
5: Thank you, Char. You might have uh, sent us to our doom. Yeah. But we are much closer to our destination than we were.
3: Is our destination doom?
5: No, you fool! It's the Quaking Circle. You know what? I'm with Murray. I also hate you.
3: Enough! 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 No! Wow! Uh, please,
2: <laughs> us. Perhaps you should focus on making another portal.
4: Uh, can I do that? I'm afraid that Chuginsis has probably spent uh, too much of his power to do something like that for now. He will need at least a long rest, possibly more than a few days before he would be able to open a portal of such magnitude once again.
1: Well, Um. if no one has any information, then let's just start walking
4: y'all look around uh, once again i'll you know just to kind of give you a description the sand that you're walking on it it's like a deep dark brown and black mixture rather than like yeah. the sort of light tan you'd be accustomed to or reddish my sand. favorite
0: color is light tan
4: i knew you were gonna say that the moment i said light tan yeah <laughs> what's that from i knew someone was gonna quote nacho libre my favorite animal is poopies <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what this is this is nacho libre I've never seen it. Dude, you need to watch Nacho Libre. I
0: like hiking and volleyball.
4: So uh, that's what you see. You guys, like I said, sort of slid to the bottom of a large sand dune. And you're kind of in a little crest. Or not a crest, but like a little valley between these rolling hills of sand. And uh, Misk, do you just start sort of walking?
1: Uh, she's going to look towards i guess a hill or something like that she would want to like get up on top of something but well it sounds like we're in the middle of a dune
4: you're sort of like down in a little valley but based on marie how that she flew up and and she sort of looked in one direction and was you noticed that she was pointing specifically in one direction then you kind of have a a good feel for which way leads to the center of the nine hills
1: yeah so she's going to be heading that way okay just walking come on everybody
2: Is that, in general, where the main gate is?
4: Yes, where that would be the direction of the portion of the Quaking Circle that you are uh, accustomed to, Saul. Come on. Let's go, peasants.
1: Yeah, we definitely don't need to stay here.
2: You know, you think the Quaking Circle would have more than one entrance to its main city?
4: Oh, they have plenty of entrances for their their own own people, but those are kept secret said SARS. The one that we need to approach is the visitors entrance, the guest services, if you will.
3: Sure. So should we be worried about earthquakes here? Is that a is that a thing?
4: Oh yes. Absolutely.
3: What what does that mean in sand? I've seen earthquakes where it breaks open the earth, but in sand
4: it's like I would imagine that it'll just start churning and swallow us all whole.
3: So we should try to get out of sand, right? Is that what I'm hearing?
4: Yes, perhaps we'll manage that within a day or two.
3: Okay. Do do, do we have water? Do I need water? Do I drink water still? <laughs> You're more,
4: I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Drinks
0: lava. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, boiling hot water. Only the hottest. Mm. Um, you really only you require you know fire. To to survive magma, so you don't have to have water. So am I like thriving in this place then? No, this is just dry more than anything. You know, but is it hot? You throw a bunch of sand onto an open flame, and it would. Well, it's not. It's not hot like the non-hill or like the burning circle or the melting circle. It's so I'm dying. Yes. Oh, dear oh, God. My Please,
2: Char. Please.
4: Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: dear God. Okay.
1: We definitely don't need to wait here and find out what's going to happen. Let's get a move on. Let's try to make our way downtown. Downtown. Exactly.
3: Walking fast faces past, and I'm homebound. homebound. Actually, I just bypassed
4: home. <laughs> you did. You skipped right <laughs> over. Yeah, it. you skipped right over.
2: So, is this the lowest circle, or are they more below it? They're not below each other. They're like next to each other. Oh, yeah. That's that's. Further out, then.
4: Yeah. They're, they're,
2: they're like a circle around a circle.
4: You know, you remember that like compass I made? I sent you guys. It's like an old map. Yeah. Um, this one is halfway between the, the burning circle and the drowning circle. Okay. Okay.
3: So the next one, what's that one?
4: Between the burning and the quaking would have been the melting circle. Between the quaking and the drowning would have been the sinking circle where you guys have been. So, are you all going to just start moving? Yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's our only option. Char starts dancing. Do you remember when we used to, you know, play D&D?
4: No. Uh, It was great. That sounds familiar. Char moves. Shut up.
1: Misk has already told everybody, let's go, like, three times. Yeah,
4: Misk has already started walking.
1: And Saul said it
4: twice. You all start moving. You're walking across the sand. It's, you know, it's tough, you know, walking through this loose sand. Your shoes, your feet are getting filled with sand. Uh, it is very dry, those of you that are thirsty. You know, you, you, if you have water in your packs, you might partake. Uh, and you just start walking. You walk for maybe, I don't know, half an hour or so. Uh, during this time, anyone uh, doing anything? It's all smoking cigars. Okay.
2: I am walking. I'm doing the occasional perception check, and if I have any burning circle people, like sending them to, like, fall back a little bit and check behind us again and just kind of keeping a watch, being wary. Mm-hmm.
1: Misk is pretty quiet. She's just walking. Okay. I'm casting
0: fine steed.
4: Okay.
2: Oh, I still have nightmares in my pockets.
4: Ten minutes definitely passes. Yay. What are you summoning?
3: Um, A horse.
4: The lightning horse? Yes. A
3: desert horse. Okay. Dry bones.
4: Uh, you summon the horse and it appears. <laughs> there it is. There's a horse. What's it look like? It looks like it is comprised of lightning and black thunderstorm clouds. Nice.
2: Saul pulls a figurine out of his pocket when he sees that horse appear. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, Butcher. And that blue cackling flame and blue fire horse uh, appears. And he hops on and he's going to run circuits basically forward
4: and around where everybody's walking to, to uh, kind of keep an eye out. Okay. You notice that a few of the devils, probably some of those from the Burning Circle, Mari sometimes uh, will fly up. Take a look around. Howler doesn't. Howler stays. He stays in stride with Vance. And, of course, now that Vance has summoned a horse, he will sometimes uh, fly alongside Vance. He's also helping Zori along because she is blind. You've, you guys have noticed that she's still capable in maneuvering on her own and able to... It's like she can sense things. She just can't see with her own physical eyes. Does she click? She doesn't. She is not a clicker. So, Saul, as you are running around on your horse, Vance, are you... Are you I'm assuming you mount the horse. Do you just sort of ride along or are you doing something specific too?
0: No, I'm just riding and looking around, you know.
4: Chillaxing. Okay. Do you want to make a perception check? Nah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm making a Uh, perception check. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Saul, you can also make me one. Cool beans.
2: Cool beans. Cool beans. 17. Cool beans, cool beans. I have no additions.
3: Is there a sky?
2: All right, Vance. Eight. <laughs> Why do you even roll? What? I see everything. Is
4: there a sky? <laughs> like,
2: I just imagined that we were, like, in the underdark
3: all this time. Oh, wow. Whenever...
4: It's kind of... I mean, it's kind of like that. There's no there's no wall above. Like, there's no ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is dark. Like, there's no sun.
3: Okay, because whenever we... When we were desert, I was imagining, like, you know... A <laughs> beating sun. And then I was like, "Wait a minute, we're still in the hills." This
4: is the hills. <laughs> There's no sun. Okay. So Vance, you don't notice anything of uh, of import. Saul, you're sort of giving uh, orders to some of the other devils to fly up and look, and and you take your nightmare, you mount it, and uh, begin riding forward, looking for something. You don't see anything. You kind of do a circle. You guys have been traveling for a bit now. As you are riding forward, you stop, and you're going to turn back. And as you do, there's not really been any wind moving through here. It's very still air. But it's like you, you've noticed it because it's just sort of stale and dry. Uh, in a moment, in this moment, it's like you feel the slightest tingle of air moving uh, on the back of your neck. And you also hear just far off in the distance, a sound that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand. It sounds like some sort of a shriek. Saul rides back quickly to the group okay.
2: and mm-hmm. hails them and waves down the ones that are flying. We are not alone. I heard a shriek on the distance. Circle up.
4: I told you there are all sorts of wicked creatures here. We we are in danger every moment that we are in this wretched place. At that moment, you guys hear another shriek, but this time everyone can hear it, and it sounds closer.
2: Misk will pull out her sword. Yeah, Saul has weapon in hand. Um, again, I said
4: circle up. Everyone is uh, grabbing their weapons, sort of preparing themselves. Are you guys still moving, or are you just stopping where you are?
2: We're gonna stop hopefully in the shadow of a dune or in the shadow of you doom. know behind a large dune.
3: I, I try to get into a place in the circle where I'm not like out on the edges, but I'm more between two of the other circles.
2: Misk, send flicker up the hill to
3: look.
4: Howler says, That will not be necessary. And he turns to Zori. He like places a hand on hers and she gives a little nod. She takes a few steps forward and then just kneels and places her hands on the sand. Uh, and you can all see this sort of light blue glow coming off of her hands as she's touching the sand. Uh, and after a couple, she sort of has her head tilted to the side like she's listening. And uh, she stands... And she says, They are coming in great force, many of them. Who?
1: Do you know what they are?
4: I do not. It is not any creature that I have ever seen. Great, it's the Forsaken.
1: Yeah, sounds like the Forsaken, Saul.
2: That's good. That's good to hear.
1: Everyone, get ready for
2: battle. This is a terrible way to die. Do you think perhaps we could burrow into the dune and hide?
4: Only if you'd rather suffocate.
2: Then our blood will mingle with the sand. Perhaps. Perhaps. Saul pushes himself to the front of the column.
4: Okay, Howler pushes himself to stand beside you. I push myself to stand beside him.
1: I get in front of all of them.
3: (laughs) I kind of try
4: to get where
3: I can cast spells from afar, but have some people between me and them.
2: (laughs) Okay. But still have good line of sight.
4: Okay.
1: Misk would probably go near...
2: It's the first make-believe villain.
1: uh, (laughs) Char, and probably like keep him pretty safe.
4: Okay. Um, Or intend to. In the moments pass, you guys can hear more and more of these shrieking calls waving over the sand dunes. And it isn't long before you see something far ahead, a dark solid black figure step up onto the hill ahead of you it looks like some four-legged feral beast and then it quickly darts back again behind the hill and you hear a long piercing cry and then many shrieks in answer
2: scoping us out what is that does anyone know what it is
5: I'm afraid you're right Satsaurus it is the Forsaken Beasts come for us at last. It seems they were scouring this place for an entrance as well.
2: Wonderful. Well, if anyone has a waystone or a way to portal, get to the middle and we'll try to hold them off as long as we can. That means you, Char.
3: Okay, are we going to hold them off long enough for me to recharge?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe you should just try it anyway. And if it kills you, it kills you.
4: Desperate times, jar Prepare yourself for battle. And uh, you guys see then as a row of these things just line the hill and start running down the hills toward you guys. Oh, gosh. Question. mm mm-hmm.
1: Did I turn back into regular Misk or am I devil Misk?
4: Um, I'm assuming you, are, you would definitely be a regular Misk right now.
1: Okay. I just wanted to know.
4: Which Misk am I? Neither. Neither. No Misk.
2: You are no Misk. Saul uh, lights his sword ablaze and takes a couple steps forward and turns around and looks at all of them. Mm-hmm. And he smiles and grins just ear to ear. Mm-hmm. Today we fight. Today we die. He turns back around and he's like, he's talking to himself more than he is the crowd. he says, for Pelor Manumi, <laughs> for the hells. And charges headlong towards the rushing beast.
4: Okay. As Saul charges, do any of the rest of you also charge? Yeah, I charge. Yeah, Miss would
1: hear that and run.
4: Yeah, Howler charges. You guys are running forward. There's probably only about four, maybe five of these things running down the hill towards you. But as you guys are running forward, you see just a small army of them crest the hill. Mm. Too many to count in quick passing. And they are sort of fanning out... Uh, running to your sides Seemingly to come around and surround all of you Those that are in the front though Are making a beeline right for you Saul in the head Followed shortly behind by Misk, Vance, Howler, Marie, and Rowan I'm assuming Charles hanging back
3: He's hanging back
4: Yeah, he's, gonna, he's more of a get back and shoot guy Also he's probably thinking about Can I port out of here?
3: <laughs> I mean, with everyone,
4: of course. I mean, yeah, with everyone. With
3: everyone, but Char doesn't feel confident in his abilities to port. He's, he's afraid yeah, he, that he if can. he if he tries that, he will end up not being useful in the battle.
4: And also maybe dead.
3: He's also worrying about maybe being dead. That's a concern that Char <laughs> genuinely has.
4: Yeah. Uh, as these things are rushing forward, you guys are just kind of running to meet somewhere in the middle Uh. Every one of you, including those running, those hanging back, uh, notice a change. This change comes in the form of the ground beneath your feet moving. Nice, great. It is churning. It's Uh, a
0: sandworm. The
4: sand uh, is stirring. Uh, You feel it feels like all foundation beneath your feet is gone, and you are just being tossed about and uh, everyone sort of stumbles to a stop trips falls and in that moment all around you just all at once come bursting up out of the sand these enormous worms hey. oh no oh, my
1: it is sandworms.
4: um they are i mean they're gigantic they are just the size of buildings you know just enormous some of the biggest creatures that many of you have ever seen Saul and Misk, you would be somewhat reminded of your battle with Hope and Kel just in terms of the sheer size of these things. They are black, deep brown and red, just these disparate worms. These giant sandworms come crashing up out of the earth, the sand beneath your feet carving through the terrain with ease just swimming through it as if it was water and they immediately set to devouring these darkness infused forsaken beasts. Really? Yeah. They come busting out of the ground all around you all and just start tearing into these beasts. The, the forsaken beasts split. They start spreading out, sort of running from them, getting their bearings before they would engage with any of these worms. There are at least a dozen of these giant creatures just churning and basically swimming all around the sand. Those of you that are able to sort of get your bearings, Char, you being far, probably one of the farthest ones back, you notice that these worms seem different. They are actually covered in a sort of armor, at least in the front. There, The openings, at the like behind the openings of their mouths, there are these large, what look like steel or iron, black iron plates, and strapped to each one on their back is a saddle, and you can see devils riding these things.
1: That's awesome.
4: These are mounted. Dang. Yeehaw. Char yells that out, and everyone looks around, you know, Gone from being terrified for their lives one second to being more terrified for their lives the next second to suddenly realizing that these worms are being controlled, they're being ridden by devils. You can all now see figures who are clearly tenants of the Quaking Circle that are riding these war worms into battle. As this sort of insane scene unfolds and uh, it becomes just just a crazy battle. These beasts start jumping and latching on to the worms and tearing their flesh apart, as many as they can reach. You see one or two actually like stumble and and slip to the sand and fall, and just dozens of these first-second beasts jump on them like piranhas, just tearing away at them. Dang. But many of the worms are, they're wiping them out. Like, they've taken out a great deal of them in a short time. In that moment, all of you are sort of pushed together by the shifting sands. Mari is calling out, Gang of footings, it's it's the quaking circle. Perhaps they will uh, spare us. I get my footing.
2: She's right. Circle back up. Saul's, like, coming back to, like, shakily trying to mm-hmm. pull everyone back together.
0: We just need to hit their tail, and then they'll shrink every time we do that. And eventually, it'll just be a head, and then they die.
4: Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you're, you're ruining my boss oh. battle. Stop.
0: That's
4: <laughs> um, okay. LOL, Zelda. As you all are <laughs> gathering up, one of these great worms, a solid black one, turns heading towards you. It lowers its head to the sand. Once it is lowered to where it, you can all... Uh, see the rider, uh, a devil on its back, decked in full armor, speaks out to you all. If you, you plan, plan to survive the night, you should come with us. A couple more of the worms sort of circle around you all, creating a wall, uh, and they motion for you all to climb aboard. Let's go.
1: Let's go, you heard him.
4: Do you all set aboard, climbing onto these great worms? Yes. Yes. Saul got on in his closest to the devil that is in control. Okay, I'm assuming Saul probably climbs to the one of the devil that came down and spoke to you all. Correct. As you all are getting on to these worms, you notice that there is sort of a long saddle, and there are footholds in the saddle for you to secure yourself. And you also notice that they will like literally latch over your feet. Each of you that has climbed on to any of the different worms... The driver, if you will, the, uh, the devil that is controlling the beast, turns and tells you all to strap your feet in and hold your breath.
0: Is this like a roller coaster ride?
1: We're about to go in you the sand. You all feel
4: these giant worms rear up and dive straight down into the sand. Nice. You are engulfed in darkness. Uh, you do notice that the worm, as it's cutting through the sand, it's sort of spiraling, almost like a drill and the sand is just brushing past you It loosens it up enough that you can sift through it almost like water, but it is rough on the skin. It is complete darkness and you cannot breathe and it is very claustrophobic and there's just a great pressure all around your body pressing you down. It lasts not an extremely long time, but long enough for your lungs to burn and for you all to sort of start freaking out a little bit on the inside. Just as you all feel as though maybe your lungs are going to burst the worm breaks free from the sand and begins again sort of swimming down this great Waterfall of sand if you will. It's just a sandfall. I mean is really what it is It's just a great outpouring of sand into an enormous open cavern the worm spirals around the sandfall quickly but slowing until it comes safely to an enormous stone platform below, and the sand is seeping through cracks in this uh, stone platform. Once it lands and everything comes to a stop, the uh, devils of the Quaking Circle dismount, unlatching their feet. They climb down and begin walking forward toward a large opening in this cavern up ahead that leads up onto a raised platform. You all follow suit, I'm assuming?
2: Yes, Saul uh, speaks to the devil whom he was riding with and says, um, Excellent timing, thank you. I was wondering when you would join the fray. Don't
5: Don't thank me just yet. The The only only reason reason I was able to come and save you and your friends friends is because of the appearance of these forsaken creatures. creatures. Afraid that the king may, may not be, be pleased to, to see you all, I recommend that you join me on the stage ahead and prepare to show as
4: much humility as one such as yourself can muster.
2: We're dead, Saul. Yeah, Saul.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Saul <Perfection. laughs> grins wickedly. Hmm. Thank you anyway. I am such prince of the burning circle
4: i'm aware of who you are but i'm afraid that that won't help you here
1: miss is gonna be falling pretty close
2: i only told you who i was so i could hear your
4: name peasant and he like starts walking shoulder to shoulder with the guy he puts a hand on your shoulder and stops you and here's what you notice about this guy he is large broad shouldered he stands probably two feet taller than you he has no wings Saul, you would know that devils of the Quaking Circle do not have wings. He is wearing a large horned helm. He looks down at you with somewhat disdain, and he says, I assume that you have made yourself the leader of these people. If you or your friends would like to survive the night, I expect you adjust your tone. My name is Vik Con Hai. I'm trying to help you. And then he turns and walks forward.
1: Miss is going to kind of walk in front of Saul Mm -hmm. and get near that guy, like walking behind him and say, I'm pretty sure my brother meant yes, sir. And just kind of look at Saul (laughs) and then walk away.
2: Saul smiles as he walks past. Thank Mm -hmm. you, sir. What, What was his name? Vic.
5: You may call me Vic.
2: Thank you, Vic.
5: Don't, don't thank me, me just yet. yet.
4: And uh, he continues forward until he steps up this large stone staircase leading onto a platform. At the end of this platform, there's a great stone wall with a large door in it. Uh, Vic steps forward, probably, I don't know, 10, 15 feet from the door, and just takes a knee with his head bowed in respect. He just stays like that.
1: Misk would follow suit.
0: Saw so
4: follow suit.
0: Victor, he is
4: not the leader, just so you know. Vance, you may or may not look around and notice that Howler has sort of hung back, and also he has now redonned his cloak Hmm. and has it pulled up sort of over his head where you don't have a clear look at his face.
1: Wow. Yeah.
4: Uh, The same can be said for Zori as well, who is still holding him by the arm and staying back.
1: Probably a good idea.
4: Uh, about the time you all sort of step forward and, Vance, do you also take it a bow? Uh, no, unless Howler does. You notice that he does. Everyone sort of walks up and starts to kneel, and Howler does the same.
0: Okay, and then I will.
4: Okay. You all kneel. Shortly after kneeling, you begin to feel Jurassic Park style. Large footsteps reverberating through the room. Uh, they are loud and strong and after a few moments the door in front of you swings open with a crash and out steps a very large and impressive figure a very tall devil wide as a house broad shouldered and square jawed he is decked out in heavy black and brown swirled armor complementing his dark tan skin he's wielding a ridiculously large maul which he has slung over his shoulder flattened on one end and sharpened like an axe on the other. On his head is a thick helm, his two horns sticking up through it, pointing outward and forward, almost like a steer. He's wingless, like all devils of the Quaking Circle. Stepping forward, you see Vic lower his forehead to the stone, and he says, My My king, I have brought the trespassers to you as requested. You all see the the other devils that are there from the Quaking Circle that drove the other worms. They follow in like suit, putting their foreheads onto the uh, the stone. Saul does the
2: same thing. Okay.
4: Seeing you do that, this guy, this obviously the king of the Quaking Circle, steps a little closer to you, and with a loud boom, he drops the head of his uh, maul beside him onto the stone floor inches from your head. (laughs)
5: You have trespassed upon the kingdom of earth and stone. I will give you one chance to explain yourselves, else I shall return you to the surface and leave you to your fates.
4: Does Saul know his name? Well, let me think. Would Saul know his name? Go ahead and give me a history check.
2: Not good. That's only a six. Okay. And my history edition's a two, so an
4: eight. Um, Would Misk
2: know? Maybe.
4: I mean, you can roll for it. He is specifically speaking to Saul because of Saul's sort of thing. But go ahead and roll and let me know what you got. You may get an opportunity to speak in.
1: I got 17.
4: Okay. King
2: of the Quaking Circle. Our intention was not to trespass. It was to come through the normal gate. We came fleeing the Forsaken from the Thundering Circle. Our target... All the way from the Thundering Circle. Our target was to teleport to the gate for guests, and our mage had an error. We seek only respect and aid. Perhaps we can assist one another.
5: Perhaps you have not heard, Princeling. Yes, I know who you are, Sutsaris of the Burning Circle. Oh, gosh... Perhaps you have not heard that our gates are shut. The way is shut.
4: You're right, it is.
2: Great King, we have heard that it is shut. We have only... Really, it's the last straw before the Forsaken devour all of the hills. We know that you have held strong for millennia and hoped only to have a true audience to you and your kingdom.
4: He stands there quietly for a moment. Misk, you recall the name of this king. His name is Terrenjord. He is sort of contemplating. You can decide in this moment if you think speaking is for the better or holding your peace is for the better.
1: I think now Misk would trust Saul to, I don't know, I feel like Misk forever ago would have just interjected, but, mm-hmm. but Saul pretty much...
4: I think he said the right things? Yeah. Saul's trying really hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. She would um, just be behind him. That's cool. Just supporting him.
4: Saul, I need you to make me a persuasion check.
2: Mother of
4: God. Your persuasion's pretty solid. Okay. That's a 15. Okay. That's a 21. Oh, that's good. 21 is very 21. good. In fact, I would say it's good enough. He is hesitating. Hesitating.
5: I believe when you say that you mean my kingdom no harm. But the fact still stands that the gates to my domain have been shut. I'm afraid I cannot help you. We will give you safe passage to the gate and you can leave with your lives
4: at that moment the uh, the guy who was driving your worm carriage uh-huh he, he speaks up
5: my, my king terren jord if you might permit me to speak
4: the king sort of looks a little surprised he turns you, you have, have my, my permission. permission and uh the guy raises his head and he like sits on his feet you know still on his knees but sitting back on his feet the Forsaken Beasts wounded many of our great worms. At least four have not returned yet. These individuals were equipped to battle and they were going to help fight. Perhaps with their skills, they could help. There's sort of a shared look between the two of them for a moment. And the king turns again to you all and he says, What do you know of
5: these forsaken beasts?
2: We know exactly where they come from and what powers them. In fact, we know exactly how to stop
4: them.
5: Is that so?
2: Yes, but we are lacking
4: an army. So He laughs at that, a deep chuckle.
5: (laughs) Ah, so you have come for my army. Really, we've come
2: to survive. Whether you can parcel your army is your call. The forsaken come from the forsaken circle they're powered by a god the chained god
5: the hells have no dealings with the gods
2: we do now
5: I don't need to hear any more from you for now princeling I have a simple question is there a healer amongst you all
3: (laughs) char raises his head I I can heal or I am a heal. I forget which.
2: Saul also both says, "Yes, there are several. I myself can help, and so can the human."
5: I will give you an opportunity to speak to present your case. I will consider your request, but only if you can do something for me.
2: What do you need, your Majesty? This is like painting Saul to act like this. My queen
5: was greatly wounded by one of these beasts. If you can help her, then I will hear your request.
4: Take us to her.
5: He uh, picks
4: his maul back up, slings it over his shoulder, turns, and walks through the stone doors. Vic stands turning to sort of face you all. You must forgive our king. He is not himself. These are difficult times. And the queen, she is dying. We have exhausted all of our resources trying to heal her.
2: What is she dying of?
4: She was wounded, as he said, by one of these beasts that broke through our defenses
5: right into our kingdom. She was just in the wrong place at the wrong time, but the wound, it is festering, it is corrupted. Unless you possess a power that is unparalleled within the Nine Hills, I, I do not believe you have much hope.
2: Oh, I've got the power! Saul yeah. looks at Servants, mm. and like reaches within himself. Also, mm. I think we
4: can help. Is there any like sort of you say he reaches within himself? Is there like a manifestation of power or something? Ah, uh,
2: he's just kind of thinking about his radiant power and Mm, kind of letting that go ahead and grow in his
4: mind a little bit. As you say those words, the symbol of Palor on your rapier burns with the light of the sun. Oh. And I think that is where we're going to end this episode. Cool. Wow. Thank you for listening to Make Believe Heroes. Thank you. Maybe these guys can get the king to help them or maybe not
3: hmm.
2: the world may never know this is making me nervous like i want this mm-hmm. to happen i will
4: say this a lot of stuff gonna be run on them dice
1: we need this to happen
4: that makes me more nervous pray for their dice
1: hmm.
4: pray for their Can dice. someone bless
2: my dice like
4: <laughs> uh i mean we could try hey thank you for listening we love you. We are make-believe heroes. And uh, we're so thankful that you've listened to our show. Full disclosure, we are just episodes away, just a few episodes away from finale time. What? Finale.
3: La Felina.
1: I don't know about y'all. That makes me so nervous.
4: La Felina. I can't wait. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being awesome. Uh, we'll see you next week. We love you. Yeah. We love you. Same
3: make believe time, same make believe channel. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye.
0: I got a lot of reviews to respond to.
4: Yeah, we that's we're not doing that right now. What we, need, <laughs> what right we now. need to
1: do is you write them all down and we'll play like this like graduation <laughs> in okay. the background, and then you'll be reading <laughs> okay. all them, and you're like, yeah. yeah. And then their thing and then you're like, Yeah. Okay. You know?
4: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna roll John.
3: Ja- <laughs> no, it sounds like a lot of pomp for the circumstances. Oh uh, <laughs> Alan. No. <laughs> no. 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 I
1: killed everything I <laughs> said. What
3: was that? From B movie where they said that? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Are <laughs> you quoting so. B movie? <laughs> I think so. Are you quoting B movie, movie on our show? <laughs> it was Seinfeld who said it. As we
0: as a B We bee. should watch hundred hours of the B movie.
4: I'm going to roll this giant blue D20 so we can play Dungeons and Dragons.